0: The Football Pod on OTB Sports you still listen to the Football Pod or is that like texting your ex?
1: Absolutely, As I often said, I'm jealous that uh, I don't know who's so good the little whore <laughs> The Football Pod is available every Tuesday exclusively on the OTB Sports app Yeah, welcome back to Wednesday nights Off the Ball It's Richie McCormick here with you right through until 10pm As I mentioned, uh, the life of Tom O'Riordan will be remembered shortly and we will also be looking back on 2014 Kerry Mayo and all of that but Sean Watson, the Cleveland Browns quarterback, has been in the news this week because he has settled, along with his lawyer, 20 of the 24 cases of sexual assault and sexual harassment facing him in the American courts. Joining us online to talk about this and a little bit more is John Gonzalez. Welcome back to you to the show, John, uh, from the ringer.com. John, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Richard. From Sports Illustrated, I should say. Um, Uh, it's been so long since we've spoken last uh, you know there's been a change of jobs and all that kind of thing but Deshaun Watson (laughs) um, this has been quite incredible to kind of watch unfold um, almost in a really slow car crash way Mm. over the past while and I'm not going to say it reached uh, a crescendo yesterday because uh, this doesn't feel like an end point it just feels like a a comma I guess in the sentence talking about uh, Deshaun Watson but 20 of those cases of sexual assault of, of the 24 facing him uh, settled yesterday. Bring us up to speed on, on possibly what comes next for him.
0: Yeah, I think you're right that it, it doesn't signal an end point because uh, my former colleague at Sports Illustrated, Jenny Vrentes, who's now at the New York Times, has done really incredible work on this. And just recently she had said that more than uh, 60 people had had interactions with Sean Watson. And so now we know about 24 accusers, 20 have settled. But we also have to figure out what the punishment will be meted out by the NFL. I mean, that's next. And and by all reports, there was a report shortly before I signed on with you hmm. from ESPN's uh, NFL reporter Adam Schefter saying that the NFL was looking for a lengthy suspension. I think a lot of people are waiting to see just how lengthy, especially given how it's meted out punishment in the past. So you look at Calvin Ridley, the Atlanta Falcons wide receiver who was sp- suspended for an entire year for gambling a few thousand dollars on the NFL when he wasn't playing. A lot of people thought that that was a pretty severe judgment against him. So it'll, be interesting to see what the NFL does relative to Deshaun Watson, given the severity of the accusations against him.
1: Yeah. And for those listening in, like obviously there's uh, elements of this that are obviously of a, a pretty sensitive nature. So if you find yourself affected by any of them, or if you find yourself triggered by any of them, we'd get, in case of, or give a bit of a warning of uh, a heads up about, about what is possibly to come. But there are very serious allegations. It's not just a case of, um, well, I don't want to downplay any of it, but there are very serious allegations facing Watson and his conduct. Uh, which involved pretty much uh, essentially an entire fleet almost of masseurs.
0: Yeah. I mean, we have 24 accusers that have come forward and made charges against him, 20 of whom have settled, but all of them tell a very similar story, and you're right that the details are extremely graphic. I'll, I'll try to give the 30,000-foot view, but the idea is that he repeatedly went to different uh, massage therapists, exposed himself, uh, sexually assaulted them in ways that, um, obviously wouldn't be under the normal purview of a massage. And then on top of that, you have the Houston Texans reportedly being somewhat complicit in this in, in that they were connecting him, uh, with certain masseuses. And then also they, one of the hotels that he used for these rendezvous for these, um, for these massage appointments was in Houston and was paid for by the Texans, but the Texans said that they didn't know anything. But clearly something was going on there. And then on the other side, you've got the Cleveland Browns who decided, well, we're not going to contact any of the accusers before trading for Deshaun Watson. So uh, there's a lot going on here, and I, I don't think it's likely to end anytime soon. I think every time you hear about Deshaun Watson from now until you know, certainly at the end of his career and probably beyond, this is going to be the number one thing that people discuss.
1: I read there was um, he was being provided with NDAs, non-disclosure agreements, essentially to get mm-hmm. the uh, massage therapists to sign. Was that coming yeah. from the Texans or was that coming from his, his own legal team or, or how did they come about?
0: That's a little bit more uh, more murky. I'm not sure I, I'm the Texans, much like the Browns have decided that they want to wash their whole their hands of this thing. Everybody should move on. Um, you know, that he wasn't charged. Criminally, And I think that's an important point here that initially before the Browns traded for him, he was not charged twice in criminal court. He has obviously been accused in civil court. In America, there's a much higher standard in criminal court to meet than there is in civil court, which doesn't mean that he didn't do the things that he's accused of doing. It just means the burden of proof is much higher. And that's something that uh, Deshaun Watson has tried to hand wave to say, well, I wasn't charged criminally. But to have 24 accusers come uh, out against you and all of them telling very similar stories about the kind of misconduct that is alleged against him, uh, I think is pretty damning.
1: Yeah, um, but that's ultimately not really for the Texans to decide, I would imagine, if they're washing their hands of this. Sure, they can hold themselves up and say, he's not our player anymore. But if they're found to be complicit, if he is found guilty of these uh, actions, then they surely too would have a case to answer.
0: Yeah, you would think so too. Um, we were talking about like what kind of punishment that the NFL might meet out against Deshaun Watson. And again, the reports are that they're looking at a severe punishment, a lengthy suspension, but I'm wondering like you, what happens with the Houston Texans who were sort of complicit in this entire enterprise where he's meeting with multiple massage therapists there are NDAs. He's using a, a hotel room that's reserved by the Texans. Surely There must be some sort of punishment for the Texans as well in this whole thing. The Browns, you know, retroactively look bad in this whole situation because they didn't do their due diligence and they didn't talk to any of the accusers. But the Texans were right in the thick of it while it was happening. Did the Browns,
1: do we know, do their due diligence and ignore it? Or did they uh, sign them in complete ignorance of what was coming down the track?
0: At the time of them acquiring... Deshaun Watson. They were asked about the, uh, about that at the press conference. And they said that they had talked to Deshaun Watson, that they had talked to, um, the police in Houston. They had talked to his lawyer, but then they were asked, have you talked to any of the accusers? And they said, no. So for me, that adds up to not doing their due diligence and makes it seem like either they were sloppy, uh, or they didn't want to know, but either way you, it's, it's either you were ignorant or, uh, you were incompetent, but Either of those things aren't good.
1: No, um, it doesn't reflect well on them. It doesn't um, suggest that they are either willing to take these allegations and they remain that seriously, or they are just so bloody headed about getting a proven entity in the door and and something they've been searching for, which is a, a franchise quarterback, that they would just ignore all of that, just willing to sign them.
0: No, I think that's exactly right, Richie. I think that uh, the Cleveland Browns for a very long time have been looking for a franchise quarterback. They've been a bad team for a long time. Clearly, Kevin Stefanski wasn't a big fan of Baker Mayfield. They look at the situation and they say, "Okay, Deshaun Watson is going to be available and maybe we can bring him in. And because he wasn't criminally charged, maybe people will move on and it'll get settled in civil court. And now it'll just be about football. But I think that that was grossly underestimating the situation, grossly underestimating estimating the accusations against him, the media coverage and the outrage. I mean, I know plenty of Browns fans. I know former Browns players who have thrown up their hands and screamed about this and said, I can't believe that our franchise, the one that we've rooted for and supported through all those dark days, has decided to bring in a guy who, again, 24 accusers. This is not uh, one person, two people. This is 24 people, all of whom tell a, a very similar story about just frankly, gross, vile, unfortunate, sad, indefensible uh, accusations against Deshaun Watson. So I think for the Browns to decide, oh, you know, we're really focused on football here. We should all be focused on football here. Uh, It says a lot about that organization, and I don't think any of it is good.
1: What are the parameters of the the NFL investigation? Are they just leaning on what they've already found out from the criminal cases, from the civil cases, or is there more of an active, I guess, investigation on their part to discover what's gone on here and what course of action to take subsequent to that?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I think that um, the NFL, as you're probably aware and your viewers are probably aware, they tend to be very close-knit with these sorts of investigations, so it's very difficult to know exactly Like how into the weeds they've gotten here. My guess is they're usually because they have like a whole team of investigators. That most of them, a lot of them, are former law enforcement, uh, lawyers, litigators, FBI agents. They have really good investigators that they use for these situations. My guess is they're privy to all this information. My guess is they've spoken to many, if not all, of the accusers or uh, some of the accusers that. Would at least volunteer information on that front, and they're privy to the criminal proceedings as well, or at least the criminal investigation. The question is why this suspension or potential suspension or the whatever punishment that they're going to decide to meet out for Deshaun Watson has taken so long. Because here we have maybe they're waiting for the rest of the civil cases to wrap up, but we're we're really coming up fast on training camp. That happens at the end of uh, July. And for them, I would guess, for the league, you're going to have to render a decision before then. Because the last thing the league needs is to go into training camp, have Deshaun Watson report he's on the field, and they haven't decided how they're going to handle his situation. I think that it's already a huge black mark against the league, and that would make the situation even worse.
1: Is there any sense of a timeline from them and when they're looking to wrap this up, or when they're looking to get it done, or is it purely dependent on the cases being handled uh, in court?
0: Yeah, unknown, right? Unknown because the NFL goes at its own speed. And I think a lot of people, especially the people that I've talked to, my co-workers at Sports Illustrated who cover this situation, Jenny Vrentis, again, who has been all over this for the New York Times, everybody is wondering when this decision is going to come down. And frankly, a lot of people thought it would have already been rendered by now.
1: Is there a critical mass that this story can reach essentially where it forces their hand? Or are they just going to work, as you say, off their own speed and and decide upon themselves when they're going to to bring this decision down?
0: I thought that they had already reached the point of critical mass, right? I mean, we had the trade Mm. to Cleveland and everybody said, how could this possibly be? What is Cleveland doing? We had all of these accusers come out. We had uh, the, the civil cases that were recently settled. We had that most recent piece in, in the New York Times by Jenny Rentas uh, saying that it had been more than 24 people that he had uh, conducted himself in this manner with. There's just 24 people who had filed, filed civil suits but it was north of that, that that there had been uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 60 interactions with massage therapists on this front. So I keep thinking to myself, Richie, that we've we've reached multiple points of critical Mm -hmm. mass, but evidently not for the NFL. Does the settling
1: of such a large amount of those cases change anybody's view about Deshaun Watson or what potentially went on or how that might affect the NFL's judgment of these accusations?
0: You know, I'm not sure about that. I wrestle with that myself. I think that there are people who uh, understand the difference between the criminal proceedings and the civil proceedings, who understand that just because he wasn't criminally charged doesn't mean that he didn't do the things that he was accused of, and because uh, some of these cases were settled, it doesn't mean that he's exonerated. I think that there's that camp. Then I think that there's the other camp that goes... He plays for the Cleveland Browns, I like the Cleveland Browns, I'm going to root for him in the Cleveland Browns, and he says he didn't do these things that he's accused of, sort of the Donald Trump defense, I'm denying it strongly, so I'm just going to go forward and support these people. And I think that the those two sides are pretty dug in. I don't know how many people are on the fence wavering over what they think about Deshaun Watson.
1: Has he spoken publicly much about it himself, or you know, does he have his, his phalanx of, of lawyers essentially to try and handle this for him? and uh, the less he says about it, I guess, is probably better off as far as he's concerned.
0: Yeah, it's mostly his lawyers. The less he says is, is better. He did appear at that press conference, the introductory press conference, after he was traded to the Cleveland Browns, which I thought was an abject PR disaster. I thought that the nobody on the Browns acquitted themselves well in that conversation. Uh, management looked terrible. They didn't have answers for rudimentary questions that, that they should have been prepared for. And Deshaun Watson uh, stammered his way through it, trying to explain it away, saying that he denied it, saying that he didn't do the things that he was accused of, but he didn't have any actual answers for how 24 different people could all come up with the exact same story or stories that were highly, highly similar about the way that he conducted himself. Uh, so you know the fact that he did that press conference at all i thought was kind of surprising but it's not at all surprising that absent that one press conference that he's largely remained quiet
1: there's going to be come a point you would think where he and they have to face the media again. Training camp obviously is, is going to be coming fast upon us this summer, and you're going to like as is usually the the case with these things. There's multiple like press encounters with coaches mm-hmm. and etc. etc. Cetera, et cetera, with team managers. Like they're to, this is going to keep coming up. And you imagine even if it does, in essence, quote unquote, go away, it's going to hang over them for a long, long time. And they're dealing with it. Does not from moment one seem to be uh, at all admirable, Uh, quite the opposite, in fact.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I I think that uh, it will keep coming up. It's not going to go away anytime soon. I think that's part of the reason why a lot of people are surprised that he hasn't been suspended yet. Because if you do go into training camp, there are rules for the NFL about media availability and making uh, players present to, to talk to reporters. So if they go into training camp and he's still allowed to play and hasn't been suspended, he'll have to present himself uh, for media availability. So that would be right there. You know, more questions about this, the way he conducted himself, the accusations that were made against him. And that would be every time he presents himself to the media. So I'd be really, really surprised if he doesn't get suspended before that, just as a hedge against that. I think that the Brown, if I'm the Browns, you're looking at this saying, well, it's going to happen. He's going to get suspended. They might as well suspend him before training camp, before he, uh, players report, because at least that way he and we can duck some of these questions, at least in the short term, certainly not in the long term.
1: What's the appetite like among your colleagues to, to cover this kind of story? Because as you mentioned there, there is a side of literally any sport, like we can talk about any controversial subject here, mm-hmm. and somebody will say, I'll oh, stick to talking about the football. This isn't a you know, sport, but this is obviously all part of the sport. Um, Do people have their their teeth buried in this story? Do people want to see this drawn to a conclusion? Or are people just happy to talk about, or is there uh, many people who just want to concentrate on the sporting aspect of it?
0: Yeah, I, I think it depends on the person, right? In the same way that there are fans who look at this and say, I'm, I'm done with the Browns, I don't want any part of this. Uh, and then there are fans who say, I'm a fan of the Browns, and he denies it, and I'm going to move on. That's probably true of the media as well. Certainly on like the most dogged end of the, the reporting spectrum, again, Jenny Vrentis has done just unbelievable work. She was one of the first people when she was working at Sports Illustrated to uncover this story. She continues to be at the forefront of it for the New York Times. We've discussed it at Sports Illustrated on my podcast, sports Illustrated weekly we've discussed it on the monday morning quarterback there are certain people who look at this and go it's not a sports story it's a story about human beings and conduct and sexual assault and it needs to be at the f- forefront of the conversation because it's much much more important than throwing a football and winning games yeah. however uh in that press conference right you heard like there were a ton of people asking him about his conduct some reporter, and I'm not sure who it was, but somebody in the middle of the whole thing uh, asked Kevin Stefanski about what kind of football player Deshaun Watson is, which I thought was just incredibly, incredibly tone-deaf. So you're still going to get some of that.
1: Yeah, and imagine this is going to continue. If he does get a ban from the NFL, from the top down, what's the likely length of it. considering, as you mentioned there, the bans that they previously handed out for, for misconduct for for gambling on games. This seems like, given the sheer volume of people involved, that if they do decide that the burden of proof lies with the uh, women that have brought these uh, essentially allegations against Deshaun Watson, that he's looking at a really lengthy spell on the sidelines.
0: It should be. It should be, right? I mean, again, when you measure it against Calvin Ridley, who gambled a few thousand dollars on football when he wasn't playing and didn't have any inside information and he gets a year-long suspension, certainly if you were going to measure those two things on the scales of justice, what Deshaun Watson is is accused of is a far more egregious offense than what Calvin Ridley did. So you would think that it would be north of that. However, we've seen time and time and time again with the NFL, when it's uh, meeting out, me- uh, measurements of punishment and suspension, it's very, very often unequal and inequitable. So it would not surprise me at all if all of a sudden people are very exercised and angry about uh, Deshaun Watson not getting a punishment long enough. And also, we should note, whatever kind of suspension he gets from the NFL, his contract was structured in such a way by the Browns that he's going to get the majority of the money because. They basically made it all of a signing bonus so that if he does get suspended, he won't lose money while he's out. So the the Browns here are complicit because they've helped indemnify him and shield him from whatever punishment is coming down the pike
1: doesn't reflect well uh, on the league as a whole uh, given no. the involvement uh, it would seem of the Texans and that of the, the Cleveland Browns or at least they're uh, ignoring of the uh, the situation at hand but I'd imagine John we're going to be talking about this one further down the track when the NFL finally do meet out whatever judgment is going to come from Roger Goodell and But for the time being John Gonzalez the Sports Illustrated thank you so much uh, for joining us this evening
0: always good to be with you guys cheers John